is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. So uh, hopefully we should uh, time it well to finish at Easter 2014. Sorry, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't we pray quickly uh, and then we'll start by looking at the verses in Luke. Yeah, Father God, I thank you uh, that you meet with us, Lord God, that, you, uh, that we have encountered you this morning, Father Lord. And we, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the truth. Uh, that it holds, Lord God. Father, I really pray that you would speak to us this morning through it, Lord God. Yeah, Father, may, we, may you reveal more of yourself to us through your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, we're going to be looking at the first half of Luke chapter 6. Uh, this is a collection of two different events, uh, but around the same theme. That's the, the Pharisees testing and accusing Jesus of breaking the law um, and discussing and criticising what he um, and his disciples uh, shouldn't be doing on the Sabbath day. Uh, now, the Pharisees were the Jewish teachers of the, of the law at the time, um, and there were many different rules and uh, regulations about what you should um, or couldn't do on the Sabbath day. Uh, there's some great things that uh, come out of this uh, story, though, about God's heart for a relationship with us um, and having a good balance with life. Uh, so that's a bit of a sneak preview as to uh, the gems that are in here today, hopefully. <laughs> Why don't we begin by uh, reading the, uh, the beginning of Luke chapter 6. Um, I'm going to be reading from um, the NIV. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went to the, into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with each other what they might do to Jesus. I find it amazing that we're only in uh, Luke chapter 6, um, and already the Pharisees are trying to catch out and talk about how they could kill Jesus. That's a lot of hatred to build up in such a short amount of time. But it just goes to show um, how their perception of the kingdom of God was so different to the message that Jesus brought. So what is the Sabbath uh, day and why were they looking to trip Jesus up uh, by what he did on those days? So are you ready for today's etymology lesson? We're going to get our Hebrew dictionaries out. I've been told all good preachers have a word definition in, so this is mine. <laughs> the word Sabbath 
um, is in Hebrew Shabbat, now usually Shabbat, meaning day of rest. This comes from the Hebrew Shabbat, which is frequently translated as rest. But another accurate translation of these words is ceasing from work. This day of rest traditionally runs from sunset on Friday until sunset on Saturday by the Jewish people. So there you go. There's your dictionary definition of the day. Uh, The Sabbath uh, was made as a holy day at the very beginning of the Old Testament in Genesis uh, chapter 2, after God creates the world. I'm just going to quickly read uh, those few verses in Genesis 2. It says, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all of the work from creating that he had done. By resting on the seventh day and setting it apart, God created it for us to remember and acknowledge that, that God is creator, in heaven of the, uh, creator of heaven and earth and all living things. You know, we were also following God, God's example by stopping work on the seventh day. You know, hopefully you'd think that our work wouldn't be more important than creating the world, would you? Um, remembering the Sabbath day was also commanded in, after the Exodus in Egypt. Um, in Exodus 20, um, it's, that, it's the fourth of the Ten Commandments. I'm just going to read that quickly. So Exodus 20, verse 8 says, uh, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall do no work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So that's a bit of context um, about the Sabbath day um, and what God had said about it. In the modern day, you know, we take the five-day work week so much for granted, we kind of forget what a a radical concept um, a day of rest was in ancient times. Um, The the weekly day of rest um, doesn't have any parallel in any other ancient civilization. Um, in, in ancient times, uh, leisure was for the wealthy and for the ruling classes only, uh, not, never for the serving or labouring classes. Uh, the very idea of rest each week, each week was, was unimaginable at the time. Uh, the Greeks thought the Jews were lazy because they insisted on having a holiday every day of the week. <laughs> Just be grateful you get 28 days holiday a year on top of your two-day holiday every week. You've got it good, I tell you. <laughs> Because it was a different way of doing things uh, compared to the rest of the world, this is why God makes a point and goes into detail about who the Sabbath was for. It was for everyone a part of God's family. You can uh, imagine when they first heard it, they were like, oh, yes, um, I get a day off, but uh, my slaves have to, have to keep working. Oh, no, no, they do. What about my female slaves? No. Oh, well, the, the ox can plough the fields themselves. No. Um, It was for everyone of God's family, not for the rich or the rulers. All the people were to enjoy this day, to remember God and all that he had done. Again, it's it's worthy to note that God's way isn't always the way of the world. God knows what's best for us, and his way is always the best way. So it's worth taking the time in understanding why and what he wants for us. The Jewish law bans people, as I mentioned before, from, uh, from work on the Sabbath with some exceptions. 
Um, but a better way of looking at it, though, is, is the deliberate activity or skill and craftsmanship. Now, I really enjoyed last time, uh, I was uh, up last time, throwing chocolate at you. So I'm going to do the same again. Thank you. <laughs> I'm also going to be demonstrating one of the Sabbath's ideals of feeding generously. So we're going to have a mini quiz to see if you can uh, guess some of the different types of work that were forbidden by Jewish law um, on the Sabbath day. Now, this is quite hard. I'm not expecting very many answers. So if you have a go, you can also have a chocolate. If you get it right, you get many chocolates. <laughs> um, so to give you a bit of a heads up, there are 39, and we're not going to stay here until you get them all right, <laughs> 39 different categories. So if you get something that's within a category, we'll, we'll, we'll go for that. So here's my stash of chocolates. It's not big enough. There's not 39 in here. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, so who wants to start off? What kind of um, law, um, what kind of work do you think was forbidden? Like think, think ancient times, think like agriculture. Working with an ox. Working with an ox. Now, this is, I'd just like to put a little disclaimer on here because there, there are so many different things here that I've got written down in front of me. I'm probably, I'm not an expert in Jewish law, I'll be honest with you right, right now. So please don't take this specific section as truth, but working with an ox will come under ploughing earth. There you go. So that was correct, so you can have another one as well. Carpentry? Oh, what a shot. I, I, sorry? Gathering firewood. Yep. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> I will share the list with you, maybe. I think, I think this would be a good idea. House building, that is definitely right. Who, who said that? Oh, my, well, why are you so far? This is why, just as a general encouragement. If you're near the front, you will have more chocolate. Dairy milk? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. There's a health and safety violation here, I can tell. Right, one more, one more. Yes. Cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Trading. Yes. Well done. That is, that is genuinely correct. Um, sorry? Uh, not specifically for your husband, but cooking in general is, yes, forbidden. Oh, dear. I apologize. My aim's as bad as my memorization of these 39 categories. Right, last one. Sorry? Caitlin, what are you saying? Making a fire. Well done, darling. Have lots of chocolate. <laughs> Gosh, there's, there's no favouritism here, is there? Got your hat? Child? No, that's... <laughs> yeah, just, just hold it in, love. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you can have one for trying if you want. I don't think I'm going <laughs> to... just going to put this down here. You can come and collect it later for definitely... <laughs> Um, so, right, okay, that, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Um, so, do you want to know what all of the 39 categories were? Or we, yeah, okay. So we have ploughing earth, sowing, reaping, binding sheaves, threshing, which is actually what the disciples were doing when they were, I think. This is, again, I had to look up all these different types of agriculture. I was like, oh, it's that one. And I was like, no. I think it's splitting the, is it the wheat from the... Who, from the chaff. <laughs> well, you used to be in bakery, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, winnowing, selecting, grinding, sifting, kneading, baking. 
Well done. Shearing wool, washing wool, beating wool, dyeing wool, spinning, weaving, making two loops, weaving two threads, separating two threads, tying, untying, sewing stitches, tearing, trapping, slaughtering, flaying, tanning, scraping hide, marking hides, cutting hide to shape, writing two or more letters, erasing two or more letters, building, demolishing, building, well done, extinguishing a fire, kindling a fire, well done, Caitlin, uh, putting the finishing touch on an object and transporting an object between the private domain and the public domain, so trading. So there you go. Those were all the different things. And those those were like categories, as you were. So if anything you felt, if anything kind of fell into those, then they were also outlawed. Um, The Sabbath, just as a a note, um, is also commanded as uh, something to observe and obey uh, many more times in the Old Testament. Um, It's described by the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Amos, and Nehemiah. Uh, So it's quite a big deal in terms of biblical prominence. So this is something that I really feel uh, we should be understanding and uh, applying in our lives today. Uh, so what is the Sabbath about, really? I think it's fair to say that the Pharisees in the story earlier had completely missed the point. They had become so bogged down in law and litigation that they'd become hardline enforcers and were no longer understanding God's heart for the Sabbath. Jesus justifies his disciples for doing work that they needed to on that Sabbath, for they were hungry. Also later in the passage, when he heals the man, technically he was working by healing, which is what anchored them. It was also against the law to set someone's arm if they'd broken it on the Sabbath. But when God spoke the fourth commandment, do you think, what is it, was his logic behind it to stop people doing good and helping each other? Well, the answer to that is no. As Jesus asks them, what is really lawful, to do good or to do evil? to save life or to destroy it. Jesus' point shows that the no-work rule wasn't there to oppress and make people suffer. Something that be classed as work but is a necessity can still be done. A fully stringent no-work rule wasn't the point God was making. In another version of this story in Mark chapter 2, Jesus says to the Pharisees, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. This is something God made for us, to do us good, not trap us into judgment and oppression. It is a natural freedom for us to enjoy time with our God and with each other as well. God's heart for the Sabbath is for us to create some time to spend with him. Let me say that again. God's heart for the Sabbath is for us to create and spend some time with him. The creator of the universe wants to know and spend time with you. What a privilege that is. I can only tell you that will build you up and strengthen you more. You know, setting time aside for God is really important. It is the fourth commandment after all. The commandment about no work on the Sabbath is there for us to just make sure we focus our energies on God that day rather than saying, oh, I just need to go and finish that work. As I mentioned earlier, the translation isn't so much as a, a complete day of rest. Um, and if you don't rest and do anything, and you do anything like remotely working, then you shall be punished. It's a command to stop the daily grind, set aside some time for God, so that we can focus our energies on Him. Not to say that the other six days of the week uh, we should go by ignoring God, um, as He has His own day later in the week. Um, the Sabbath is a whole day for us to focus and enjoy time with Him and all that He has given us. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, sometimes for me, as I'm, I'm sure it is uh, with each of you, um, it's a struggle to push past 
uh, the voices when we're tired and have had, had so much other things going on in the week uh, that we just you know, want to sit down on the sofa, wazzle. That's a, a real word. <laughs> um, you know, we, d- we don't really feel like up for engaging with God and, and doing various things like, like going to a prayer meeting or things like that. But I tell you now, I've never been disappointed when I've made the effort and have gone somewhere wanting to meet with God. No matter how tired or, or stressed I've been, you know, I, I think beforehand, oh, you know, I can't, there's just too much going on in my mind. Um, I always walk away feeling more energised or with a clearer picture on things. God made the Sabbath for us. It's for our good. Spending time with God is a really good thing, and that's probably an understatement. It's true, though. You know, we can, especially through the week, we can let God pass us by, can't we? The busyness of life can take over. Is setting aside time for God something that we're doing regularly? Or are we just uh, set letting Sunday mornings be the time for God? Or even that? As I mentioned before, I really want to encourage you, if you feel uh, that can happen to you, uh, just to spend some time this week seeing how you can build even little moments um, and little amounts of time into your routine for where you get to spend some time and, and really enjoy the relationship we have with God. In Leviticus, um, it describes the Sabbath as a day of sacred assembly. For us, uh, coming together as a church on Sunday is a key part of God's heart for the Sabbath. Uh, we see in our passage in Luke that on the Sabbath, Jesus went to the synagogue, um, as coming together not only helps us focus on God, but also gives us the opportunity to, to share and learn together. Now, as I can see, you're all here today, so well done. <laughs> Give yourselves a pat on the back. Actually, does anyone want some chocolate? Yeah, yeah there we go. Right. Well done for coming to church. <laughs> yeah, some over there. Whoa. Oh dear. Sorry, Chrissy, that got you right in the head. Oh dear. Right, <laughs> before I get take, those get taken away from me. <laughs> um, one of the commentators who wrote on this passage uh, made, a point <laughs> made a point of saying that we should make the effort to come together as uh, this time of setting aside other things for God is one that he has blessed, one that God has blessed and made holy. Not the commentator. But <laughs> it gives us the time to help support and encourage each other um, as well as learn and benefit of meeting together rather than just by ourselves. A main part of the Jewish Sabbath involves going to the synagogue for communal worship and thanksgiving but also uh, another large part of the day is also spent enjoying time with family and friends having food together on regular occasions. Also apparently a nap in the afternoon is not uncommon which is something I feel I should be building into my Sabbath. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you, I haven't had a nap for ages. <laughs> Blessings are said um, when, they, when they meet together like a grace over their meals um, and provides a real opportunity uh, to remember all that God has given them. Uh, my, my gran is Jewish um, and often um, when I was younger we used to go for dinner on Friday night Shabbat um, and even as a young Christian I really appreciated um, being purposeful in giving thanks uh, to God and remembering his hand over us. I even learnt a, a little Hebrew to get me through some of the blessings. I won't give you a demonstration of that today. Or maybe... Ah, <laughs> should we save that for another day? Probably. Go on. Shall I bless the wine? In Hebrew? Okay. I'm going to go to the wine, seeing as there is wine. Baruch atah Eloheinu melech halam, 
Puri Hagafen. Thank you very much. You may implore that. That means, blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. Amen. Amen. There you go. I'll, I'll, say, I'll get some more out for another time, some more Hebrew for another time. <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought now. <laughs> um, I feel that coming together as a, a family, like um, as is in the Jew, part of the Jewish Sabbath, um, is really important for us too. Uh, Sunday has, over time, become the standard day for us as Christians to come together in church, um, and in effect has become our Sabbath. I'm not suggesting we move church to a Saturday, just so you know. Let's be clear. Um, but this is something that God wants us to take seriously. You know, setting aside to spend time with him, with each other and our families. There's a strong principle here, isn't there, of in effect having a, a good work-life balance. We know sometimes in our lives different things can take up a lot of time. But being deliberate in making time is often the best way of making sure we achieve it. I know Graham is a strong advocate of date nights. And I completely agree. This is a great way of making sure we spend time in a balanced and healthy way. Do you know I mean, just like we'd want to make sure we make time and priorities for other halves or family, we need to apply the same to our relationship with God and church life as well. The Sabbath is God's date night, or should I say date day. <laughs> um, he wants to spend time closely with us, for us to get to know him better and for us to know his hand on our lives. The model we see, though, isn't locking yourself away for a day in solemn prayer. It's one where we can enjoy God by ourselves and also with our friends and families. One of my encouragements for you today is that on your Sabbath day, as well as making time for God, you take the time to enjoy being with other people. It's often encouraged in the Jewish context of Shabbat that they eat more lavishly um, and are more welcoming and more hospitable than usual. Another area that the Pharisees had missed in the story. Rather than complaining that Jesus' disciples were picking grains of wheat to eat as they were hungry, they should have been more so looking for opportunities to bless and provide others on that day. One of the things I really enjoy about our life groups um, is that we have the time and opportunity to share food with each other. You know, even if it's just something really small, it's part of living life together um, and just simply setting aside time to enjoy sharing our relationship with God and having a good time with each other. So... As I come into land, what were the main things that we can get out of this passage? Now, first and foremost, the Sabbath is a time in the week for us to set aside time to spend with God. It means putting aside our work and the busyness of our day-to-day lives and enjoying and spending time with our Creator Lord God, learning new things from His Word and remembering all the things He has done for us. The principle is like having a good work-life balance. It's one where we should look to apply firstly in our relationship with God, but also having a good balance with work and our family and friends. It gives us a great time to come together and collectively worship and take a pause with God and each other. It's important we take time for these things. It was high on God's agenda for us in the Ten Commandments, so it should be something for us to examine in our lives and just just, just to check that we're keeping a good balance and making time enough for these things. Are we keeping a Sabbath day, setting aside time for God in the week? Are we making sure we check our diary for these things, as well as having a good balance with work and families? A few different questions we could perhaps ponder over shortly. As we've been looking at the Sabbath and and pursuing our relationship with God, I thought it would be really good for us to share communion with each other this morning. 
I felt that having communion will give us a really good opportunity to have some time to focus our thoughts on thanking God for who he is, what he's done for us, maybe looking to recommit our thoughts of how we value our time around him. Maybe, as I mentioned before, on reflection, there are areas or times in your week where you don't feel you let God in and just let him pass you by until the next Sunday. I really want to encourage you to use this time to say, yes, I want to know you in my life more. I need your help for me to make you a focus in my week. Uh, If the band could start to come up, that would be really good. Um, Just a note to say that um, if you're you're all welcome to come and uh, have communion with us. If you're visiting uh, us from another church or it's your first time here, uh, then you're more than welcome to come down and share uh, bread and wine with us this morning if you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Why don't I pray pray quickly? Uh, Why don't we stand together as well? And then we'll, uh, we'll worship and, and share communion together. Yeah, Lord, we thank you that you are creator God. Father, that you made us in your image. <laughs> Lord, we praise you for all that you have made, Lord. Father, that you gave up your place in the heavens, Lord, to come down and sacrifice yourself so that we could have a relationship with you. Father, how worthy you are of our praise, Lord God. How worthy you are of our time, Lord God. Father, we give you glory. We give you praise this morning. Father, don't let the week pass us by without giving you thanks and glory. Help us make a real focus on uh, having a strong relationship with you. Yeah, Lord, we thank you that you love us, that you want to spend time with us and have that personal relationship with us. Yeah, help us be deliberate in setting aside time for you, and not just on a Sunday, Lord. And help us to enjoy all that you have given us, and the, and the blessings of our, of our friends and family, and, uh, and all that we have in, in your church, Lord God. Yes, Father. Sunday morning.